Welcome to the long and short of the week ahead, a production of Horizon SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of the week ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Horizon SLJ Capital, and I'm joined by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. Welcome back, Neil. Uh, it's a new year and a new series. It's great to have you here with us again. Thanks, Matt. Happy New Year to you. And to you. So as we look into the week ahead and uh, as we start with the first episode of the series, perhaps we, we start a little bit sort of close to, close to home with the UK before stretching our wings across key destinations. Perhaps you could outline your thoughts as you look into the week ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. I mean, you know, first up, it's likely to be a key week for the UK, not necessarily uh, on the political front where we expect Sir Johnson's COVID isolation uh, and the wait for Sue Gray's Downing Street party report uh, to likely minimise the debate. Uh, you know, as a small aside on that front, it does not feel uh, as if there is sufficient momentum uh, within the Conservative Party to remove Johnson uh, at this stage. Uh, more notable, perhaps, no obvious candidate uh, keen to challenge him at this uncertain time for the UK on many levels. But uh, from an economic standpoint, however, it will be an active week for the UK. So on Tuesday, we get the employment report from November, uh, where there'll be a keen focus on the unemployment rate uh, that's uh, expected to uh, remain at 4.2% unchanged from October. And we get average weekly earnings uh, estimated to continue to moderate. On Wednesday, headline CPI print, uh, which is expected to tick up to 5.2% uh, in December from November's 5.1%. Uh, that's still in letter writing territory uh, for the governor. And then on Friday, retail sales activity, uh, that's for December. And uh, rather more disappointingly uh, on that front, we're expecting uh, down a half percent from a decent figure in November. Now, these three releases will be key uh, to the Bank of England's assessment of inflation uh, of the labour market and of uh, uh, implied wage, pr- wage pressures uh, and therefore uh, of consumer activity more broadly. So that, against the complicated backdrop of the Omicron restrictions, uh, markets expect a second hike uh, in early February from the Bank of England uh, and these data releases will be key in framing that. Uh, so it's a big week for the UK. Focus also shifts back towards Europe next week um, and after the official warning at the end of this week, uh, that German GDP uh, may have contracted in Q4, uh, it sets a more cautious tone. High COVID cases, uh, COVID rates uh, likely continue to weigh on consumer activity, uh, even if there are some signs of easing uh, in manufacturing supply chain pressures. And we get the ZEW for January that uh, will gauge the attainment uh, of expectations of a broad bounce uh, in economic sentiment into uh, 2022 and ultimately uh, economic activity. But the main focus is likely to be the minutes uh, from the December ECB meeting. Um, The December meeting delivered uh, around a 90 billion euro effective uplift uh, to the QE envelope uh, in the transition uh, from PEP to APP programs uh, with a transfer of some of the PEP flexibilities uh, to the reinvestment programs. Um, You know, this is likely a compromise uh, between moving closer to normalization uh, with continued support for peripheral spreads. Now, the minutes will be watched closely uh, for signs of divergence uh, on the governing council and any explicit concerns from within. Uh, Markets will also be looking for further insight uh, into governing council member views on the medium-term inflation path, uh, crucial uh, for future policy, especially when uh, market pricing uh, uh, contains significant rate hikes uh, over coming years. 
And then lastly, uh, it's the U.S. Uh, now, it's a very quiet week uh, for data in the U.S., uh, but the U.S. will continue to be the center of the market debate. So far this year, we've seen further hawkish evolution of the Fed, um, extending that from December. You know, we've heard sooner and faster balance sheet reduction language, uh, not least from Powell, uh, and talk of four or even more rate hikes uh, to come in 2022. Uh, so, you know, however, uh, instead of turbocharging the dollar and FX markets, uh, the dollar has indeed faltered so far. Uh, coming weeks will be key to assessing whether the dollar backdrop is dented uh, by the failure of further fiscal stimulus plans in the form of uh, the, the BBB proposals from the Biden administration, uh, or potentially lower comparative growth in 2022, which is something uh, that some houses have. Uh, whether it's positioning uh, or and uh, M&A demand, uh, that have caused this transient dollar decline or other factors uh, come to the fore. Now, we maintain the view that U.S. yields uh, continue to drift higher uh, and steeper as uh, the Fed plays catch up on inflation and that equities can absorb these higher uh, level of rates uh, given the very strong consumer activity, uh, margin expansions uh, against the current inflation backdrop. And while there is little economic data, uh, the start of Q4 earnings season will be key uh, for this equity uh, backdrop. Uh, and uh, we remain positive on that front. For the dollar, however, things appear to be more complex in the near term, at least. Uh, and this will be a key focus for us uh, and broader markets. Thank you, Neil. Uh, a key week for the UK in particular. And uh, we look forward to, to, to watching as events unfold. In the meantime, uh, it's the weekend. And traditionally, at this point, we, we, we take a break from markets and, and discuss perhaps things more of a, a sporting nature. So as, as the weekend approaches, approaches what have you got your eye on absolutely yeah Matt. you know there are a few things uh, on the calendar for this weekend and the week ahead the the final ashes test uh, where england are trying to uh, salvage some pride uh, from a dismal tour down under uh, tennis uh, comes back to the fore with the start of the australian open uh, seemingly without uh, um, men's number one novak djokovic but with uh, andy murray uh, norrie and evans uh, and uh, radicanu and watson uh, for the British uh, representation. There's also some big Premier League games this weekend. Uh, we've got City versus Chelsea at the top, uh, Newcastle versus Watford at the bottom, uh, and the North London derby Spurs versus Arsenal. Uh, but for me, uh, as is always, the signal of the start of the year, uh, starting the countdown for the very exciting uh, beginning of this year's uh, Six Nations Rugby, uh, which starts in a few weeks. Fantastic. Thank you once again for joining us, and we look forward to catching up with you again next week. Further insights are available on our website, horizonsljcapital.com forward slash insights. We look forward to you joining us again next week for more insights into macroeconomic events and the long and short of the week ahead.